For too long, the big questions of Dungeons and Dragons have remained unanswered. Generations of nerds too afraid to really get down to the serious business. But no longer. Two heroes have emerged with the skills, knowledge, and bravery to tackle the biggest questions. Questions like... What does this festival celebrate? Hello, this is Whedon Robles, spawned from the questions that stop play, haunt players, and confound dungeon masters. We are here to probe and lay these queries to rest. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And this week, we're going to make holidays work in Dungeons & Dragons. And we have with us Book of Mac. You Hello. may know from the previous episode, if you're listening to this podcast in the correct uh, chronological order, um, or you will get to know her in the next episode if you're listening to the episodes the other way. Um <laughs> Timey wimey stuff. Timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, um, yeah. podcast. But welcome, Book of Mac. Hello, hello, hello. So I'm I'm excited for this topic. I yeah. like holidays because it's the holiday good. season. <laughs> uh, technically, it depends on which holidays you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> there there are so so many in. Melbourne, the city that I live, we have a public holiday which is called the um, it's just Grand Final Parade Day because a politician made a um, a campaign promise that if they were elected, we would get another public holiday. Um, so it is the Friday. It is the Friday before the AFL Grand Final, um, so we get a long weekend. Uh, yes, we also have Melbourne Cup day as a holiday which is um a big horse racing day um which i don't enjoy watching or participating and i don't enjoy the, the horse races um because yeah. i don't don't think it's nice for the animals it's very problematic um but we get Are a public holiday for that yes we also um, in Australia, all the states have a Queen's birthday holiday as uh, a member of the Commonwealth, but they are celebrated on different days during yep. the year, <laughs> and none of which are her actual birthday. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> why? Various queens American have here. I think the it's because there's various queens. I'm assuming that's why, and it's not. And it's like I think one of them might be the Queen Mother. I no, I think I think Victoria. I think it was Victoria, was it Queensland, moved the Queen's birthday holiday at one point and then moved it back. Um, I think they were trying to spread the holidays out mm. a bit. Oh, it's yeah. different in Western Australia because it's too close to Western Australia Day um, and they wanted to spread out the public holidays. <laughs> Very good. Yes, that day that I definitely remember celebrating. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Western do. Australian Day. That's the one we can't move. Let's move the birthday. Is Western uh, Australia Day a public holiday? Dates is a, is a ve- I, it might. I think it is. Um, so here's my thing about public holidays. I went to a school that uh, my schooling was all done at one school. It was a girls' Catholic school from high school to upwards. It was also a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of extra long weekends because of the borders. So I don't actually know what things are associated with. And also, 
And the other, the additional to that is that's about, depending on the year, that's about when mid-year break happens or just before. Mm-hmm. So it might be one of those ones we go through, but we get an extra one earlier on in semester because of that. Okay. Because uh, um, there's also like a show holiday where mm-hmm. that's, we have a, it's kind of like a, I guess a fair yeah, equivalent. royal shows. Yeah, we, we got um, Perth Royal Show. Yeah. Agricultural show slash there's a sideshow alley and show bags and things. But there's a public holiday for that. So like in in Brisbane, when it's there, there's a public holiday for Brisbane specifically and then a different one for um the Gold Coast, which is adjacent and, and the Logan area and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that they all have a different day which they can go to the the ten day show. Um, but yeah, so, but then there are the other holidays. A lot of them, I guess, are Christian based with like Easter and Christmas. Um, that's really it. Like in other countries, there are other like religious like holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deepavali, you know, different, uh, New Year's days, Hmm. depending on the calendar that they follow, things like that. Um, so let's what how, where do you want to start book and back so uh, <laughs> we could talk about like some of the traditions of various like bigger holidays i guess i think that's a fun place to start because i feel like those are the ones that are more like christmas sh- i think yeah, is a christmas, really yeah. christmas is a good one because with. i think it shows up in campaigns people want to have a christmas or equivalent in their campaigns yes we ran uh, a chumbus yeah, oh, yeah. a chumbus camp one shot um <laughs> which is a a new yes. holiday which I was half listening to while wrapping presents, so I was like tuning in and out of it, and I was like, "I'm I'm not gonna play full attention because I can't. It's too far. It's too far gone." So, does yeah. want to give a bit of a background on that? Like, not Chumbus itself, but that that one shot. You you have done it a number of times in a like in that location for that particular. That holiday. location has a chronic issue with Christmas. <laughs> Kind of like Doctor Who has a chronic issue where that's when aliens want to invade is on Christmas. Yeah. Um, there's always complications in Drucha around the Red Saints Day, as they call it, where the Blue Saint gets jealous and wants to do something about Red Saints Day. Is there a Blue Saints Day? No, because the Blue Saint got kicked out. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a reason. Yeah. Red Saints Day, or for the Red Saint is has a has a workshop and he took an apprentice called the blue saint so the story goes the red saint is the one who's a great craftsman he's a carpenter an artificer making little toys for boys and girls but he wanted someone because there were so many people asking for dogs and pets so he got the blue saint who was a biromancer so he created dogs and cats for children for, for gifts um but when the but the blue saint thought, well, 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 we need to also give a reason, like something to give when they're being naughty. And the red saint was like, coal, because it's so uncreative and it's just crushed up. The blue saint was like, I'll do the same thing, but with animals. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> so oh, he would upsetting. give the children little awful clumps of meat monstrosities. Oh. And the red saint was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We ain't doing that here. 
let's not torment the children any more than they need to be in this, these cold winter times. <laughs> yes. And so he kicked him out because he was too mean. He was too naughty. And so every year, because he lives very close to Drucha, he attacks Drucha, trying to spread his influence. Hmm. Which uh, apparently includes giant spider problem monstrosities <laughs> that play the organ and are defeated by <laughs> classical rock and metal <laughs> music. The power of music, baby! <laughs> and we're going to be releasing the recording of that episode yes. um, on Unrolled Stories, a sister podcast channel, very soon. So you can experience that whole thing. Yes. I'm wanting to put music in there, but I want to make sure I do it to the right degree. Yes, yes. It so. was it was joyous. There were also... Um, the Blue Saint likes to... Did he make the undead then? Which ones? The ones that plagued the town. The flying ones? I don't know. Whatever was... Oh, yeah, those. No. Well, he did, but those aren't... They, those weren't undead. They were just... Eldritch okay. monsters. Okay. All right. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. He did though. Yes. Perfect. They are. They are. And yes, they are hatched from people who are captured in you know the spiders. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, you can call him a zombie, but it's more like a caterpillar turns into a eldritch abomination. I think what you're talking about there is a xenomorph, my dude. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they are xenomorphs. Okay. We so are that's how celebrates the Christmas equivalent called red saints yeah yeah okay so that's my world's great version oh and also the red saint changes hands of who it is because they get tired of doing it so the red saint never, uh, so you got, never you, got a whole, you got a whole santa claus thing going on there too eh oh yeah that's the red great. saint is yeah when, when how long ago since tim allen was the red saint oh man <laughs> coming up why not uh so, give me, uh, give me ten months. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right. So, if we're looking at the real world Christmas, there's tons of traditions that you can actually um, look at and borrow from mm-hmm. and such. So, I've listed some of my favorites because I have a few favorites. Ooh, um, yeah. One is um, the Welsh version, which is a part of the Welsh tradition, which is uh, Mary Lewid. Uh, either of you two familiar with Mary Lewis? No. So um, there's a English tradition called wassailing, which is like going to people's doors and singing at them. It's sort of like where the we wish you a Merry Christmas comes from. It's like okay. singing carols at a door um, until you're let in and fed. Uh, the Welsh version of this includes having a person under a sheet holding a stick with a dead horse skull on the tip of it and oh. singing to get into a house. Um and then oh. you cause like mischief. It's it's great. The images of it are so cute. Uh, um, I, I adore them so much. It's um, specifically from South Wales. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's just, and there's like lots of similar traditions of like wassailing and like these singing traditions that um, it's very UK based. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like the concept of just a horse head on a stick is really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you could put pretty... that into a D&D campaign really, really easily. Just... Yeah, and it sings at you, so it's like a weird little bard. <laughs> what the heck? It's a thing, and it's great. There are some. It's, it's a Christmas it, uh... offer you cannot refuse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very much is. Yeah. It, okay. Uh, I, 
it, ma- it makes me so happy. <laughs> um, another one which um, I learned about because um, at school I was we had Italian as one of our language courses we could do. That's cool. Um, and the Italian tradition, uh, extra Christmas tradition, because they do like because they're a very you know that's where the church sort of is based, mm-hmm. very Christ- very Catholic country especially. I mean, they have the additional yeah. tradition of La Befena. Are uh, either of you two familiar with her? Mm-mm. Cool. So Lama Fena is the Christmas witch. Mm-hmm. So I already the, love it. The story goes is that before the wise men reached the baby Jesus, um, they they stopped over at Lama Fena's house. Uh, Lama Fena it, um, feeds them and asks them why they're going, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to see the baby. We're going to see the baby savior." And she's like, "Oh, cool. I'll ca- I'll get some toys together and I'll catch up with you." Um, she misses um, Jesus after went before. Mrs. Jesus, because um, they leave uh, Bethlehem uh, to avoid the massacre of the innocents, which uh, is yes, something yeah. I might, yeah, <laughs> which is incredibly dark when you think about it, and a thing I want to bring up at a later point. Mm-hmm. Um, but she misses Jesus so yeah. what she does every year is to is she gives presents to all the children on Epiphany uh, to, to just to make sure that everyone gets presents. Essentially, that's the TLDR uh... of it. So okay, that's so their it's tradition. A positive. Yeah. So it's like okay. Yeah, I love so, her. Yeah, she's and she's like like she's like a a witch in most depictions. When um we were doing it in primary school, like she like looked like a witch. She had like the hook nose and stuff. Um, but you know it's a positive, which I was like, oh, that's always nice. Um, and there's one movie adaptation of this sort of. Um, but it, when it was released in English, they called her the Good Witch Granny Rose. Um, and. <laughs> It's a good I know. Name. Yeah, and I'm like, just call her Labafena. It's fun. <laughs> That's so good. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So, and then the last tradition that's a Christmassy thing that I think you can bring into a D and D world really easily is ghosts, and more broadly, the wild hunt. And this is more like a general winter celebration thing. But like historically speaking, ghost stories are hugely a thing at Christmas. Mm-hmm. because it's okay. a cold time of year nope you know like it's it coincides with the winter solstice christmas is because winter mm. solstice is the 21st 22nd generally christmas is only a few days after um these are things that you can put into there like it's a time that people gather around in their houses in the cold and you know like they they share stories and you know that's where you get things like christmas carol with their ghosts Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the one of the few things that is preserving that tradition in the modern age, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then, like, if you look at older things, you have things like the Wild Hunt, which um, comes in, like, many different forms. It's generally, like, this specterly hunt that goes after things in the middle of winter. Mm. Um, and famously appears in several video games, because, of course, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I really like um, Icelandic Christmas folklore. Oh, yeah. Is this Skrila? Is this Grilla? Yes. Yeah, I love Grilla. <laughs> yes. Would you like to talk about them? I think that oh. you would probably know more. I'm very, like, oh, surface my, level with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more surface level on that too, but Grilla is another Christmas witch because, of course, there is another one. Um, of she's sort of the, her, her Yule lads are like little Christmas gremlins. Um, she eats 
mischievous kids or something? I think so. Yeah. I've not looked into that. There's a, there's oh. a lot of children eating if you look at a lot of um, yeah. these older ones because it's just like a, a threat. The Yule <laughs> lads, like... Um, They'll steal things. They, they're, just, yeah. they're just chaotic little gremlins, basically. I um, like that they leave rotten <laughs> potatoes in kids' shoes that have yeah. been naughty. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Potatoes? Yeah, yeah, like it's the it's the gift they leave if you're if you're a child and you've been naughty. It's just a rotten potato in your shoe. <laughs> I think the kids put the shoes out or something. Yeah, like maybe yeah. in the windows or so, something like that. And um, do they give good gifts as well? And and the potatoes are for the bad kids. I think I they might. Like I've not looked as much into that. I mostly bought up uh, the, the three I did because there's right, so many holidays. Search it. <laughs> um, and they're the ones I'm deeply fond of. Because uh, I know that, uh, I think I first found out of it because of an episode of QI, as you do. <laughs> yes. Yes, they leave small gifts in the shoes that children have placed on windowsills. But if the child has been disobedient, they instead leave a rotten potato. There is also the Yule Cat, a huge and vicious cat who lurks about the snowy country- countryside during Christmas time um, and eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> what? Jeez, what? I the... suppose that sort of makes sense, right? Because, like, you know, it's the it's the coldest part of the year. You want new, warm clothes, so it's, it's it's essentially like going. You should get warm clothes, or you will get eaten. You know, like he's Grilla's pet, of course. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Okay, this makes more sense. So farmers used it as an incentive for their workers to finish processing autumn wool before Christmas because the ones that took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes but if you didn't you wouldn't get anything and then the cat would come and prey on you oh god yeah this is something I kind of want to bring up a a lot later of like holidays as a form of control of the populace (laughs) control Uh, I mean Plata, you've brought up my, 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 I can't believe I forgot to mention that my beloved Yule Goat. My beloved. The Yule Goat. The Yule Goat goat goat. that gets burnt down almost every year. It is almost like an objective, (laughs) mission objective for the people. Okay, so my understanding of the Yule Goat is um, traditionally, uh, there's a few places in Sweden that will uh, build Yule Goats because it's just like a folk tradition. Um, and there's a few places that build the biggest ones. Um, I can't remember the specific locations, but um, more years than not, it's been burnt down. <laughs> and it's oh, almost become yeah. a tradition. And it burnt down this last year, which was great. Um, and it hadn't burnt down for the last four or five. So uh, the, the curse is broken, hopefully. <laughs> but there's like some extremes people have done to do this. And this is like more modern stuff, like, Goats are quite historically associated with like Yule because of like food and stuff. Mm. Um, but the specific burning down, I guess, is like a modern thing and definitely something I reckon people should put into games because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Commit that public arson, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez wow. Louise. It's so funny. There's like a live. There was a live stream camera of it one year, and it still burnt down. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Seriously. I think wow. so. There was, I'm not sure if the, it, they both happened, but I do remember that they have had um, a live stream camera on the site just in case. Because, of course. Oh so, gosh. I guess in, in a D&D world, like, if you, you so, could disregard the reason, like, you could change the reason for Christmas. Yeah. 
Because, oh, and to be fair, the reason Christmas already itself is just kind of set where it is for like because that's when holidays were already happening. If you, you know, if you look at the data and the research about like when Jesus was actually born, there's more evidence of it happening more like mid-year-ish, like December-ish, not December, (laughs) wrong month, like July-ish, I think is what the research actually says. Um, And there's, and it's like, well, the reason it was kind of put at the end of the year is because that's when holidays were happening anyway, Yule specifically. Mm. Um, And it just kind of absorbed a lot of traditions from that. So that's where you get things like Yule logs and Christmas trees and stuff like that. It comes from other folk tradition. And this Mm -hmm. is something that's fairly common with a lot of Christian uh, religious holidays Um, Mm. because it just kind of like, because so many different cultures take part in it, it inevitably kind of warps for each culture. It's why in Australia, we have such a weird Christmas celebration, right? Because it's all the trappings of this winter holiday in the middle of summer. Like it was 45 degrees this year while I was out at Christmas and I Mm -hmm. was uh, dying. (laughs) But like we still celebrate it with these same things, these these big feasts. Um, We do it with like seafood and stuff, sure. But it's Mm -hmm. still the same trappings, but we twist it a little bit. And that's, I guess, one of the few good things about Christmas as like a folk, the folk part of the holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have all this like connected meaning to it. Like this yeah. family and togetherness and the, the specific vibes of the holiday are not necessarily linked to the specifics of the religion. It is yeah. like, you know, goodwill to man is a pretty universal feeling. In Japan, it's mm. the second most romantic day of the year. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, my sister was in Japan for Christmas a few years ago. She had to go to school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but she was also there for New Year's, so she got to experience their New Year celebration yes. as well. Because um, that's good. The the Christmas in Japan is like a it's a very romantic day. There's a lot of um, I would say from an outsider point of view, they have taken all the commercial hmm. trappings of Christmas and inserted that in yeah. their country. Um, but it's it's a beautiful time. So they have things called illuminations, which are big light displays in in most places. So you can go. There'll be light decorations everywhere, but usually there's a specific place where there's um, things made of lights. So mm-hmm. just big scenes or sculptures and things like that. Um, then it is a couple's day. You can you go, I think you're supposed to go buy a Christmas cake to get, like basically not Christmas oh. cake, but a cake for Christmas mm-hmm. for the two of you as a couple. Um, oh. Yeah. That's um, nice. Then, um, weirdly, KFC, insanely popular for Christmas for a Christmas meal. So they they do the roast chicken thing. Um, you can order, like, the whole set and then people line up to collect what they've pre-ordered on the day to take home and serve um, ah. because there's different menu and stuff. So that, the like, they what I've observed from, because I've holidayed there during that time a number of times, is just that you can get all that stuff if you want to celebrate kiss christmas it feels very christmasy yeah um but it's it's not as a whole not really based on the christian holiday like yeah that reason yeah. for that season it's a different mm. reasoning yeah but new year's is a very spiritual thing yeah like we oh, um yeah. one new year's eve we went we there's 
stalls, food stalls at like a temple or the shrine. You go there, you eat food, you, you know, you can have warm sake and stuff like that. And everyone lines up because right on midnight, um, they let people in and you want to like do your first kind of like prayer or wish for the year um, at the shrine. And I think there's also a thing where, is it a rope? Like you can go light light a rope or something at a fire from a shrine or temple and the idea is that you take that home like you keep it lit and bring it home to light oh something at your own home like i don't i don't know a lot about it so i don't like i could be a little off on that um but it's that was my understanding of it so that had more of a spiritual significance Mm. than christmas yeah and it's all right right around each other too so there's Mm. like and that's you know there's always Apologies for my dogs. Uh, there's always like a winter holiday. I think. Mm-hmm. I think consistently there's winter holiday and us. There's a holiday for each season, each of the the. I say four seasons. That is a very European way of saying mm-hmm. it. Uh, but the four seasons. You have a winter winter festival, a spring festival, a summer festival, and an autumnal festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Australia, we actually don't have that mid year uh, summer for us winter festival. Really, there's no. no specific one though in america you've got uh fourth of july as i guess your equivalent as like a your midsummer thing even though it's technically not like uh solstice yeah because um, like if you look at like old wiccan and solar festival things i think that's where a lot of people draw inspiration for, for inspiration from for their various um holidays for like D things mm-hmm. because it tracks the yeah. most and it, yeah it, and it divides the year into like eight in eight parts because I got that list down, because it's winter solstice, embolic, spring equinox, Beltane, summer solstice, uh, lunasad, <laughs> that's a word I can't pronounce, uh, hmm. then autumn equinox and Samet, and Samhain, Samhain, which is Halloween and pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have end of financial oh. year. <laughs> True. Celebrated <laughs> with sales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. encouraging us and our yeah. tax return yeah. often before yeah. we've actually received it mm. um it's great oh. <laughs> wonderful I, I i luck out because my birthday's mid-year so i for me it works uh, perfectly fine yes. like i've got a fourth of july birthday uh, Ooh, yeah so Ooh. uh <laughs> that's a perfect time for sales yeah it's great yeah. for me for me specifically and not my sister <laughs> my sister compare my sister comparatively is um end of j- april which means that she always missed out on holidays because Easter's different every year. And I want to bring some stuff about, up about Easter because there's some interesting stuff you can mm-hmm. see from it. So Easter each year, the date of Easter Sunday is calculated based on the lunar calendar. Yep. And it's only okay. it's only the stuff connected to Lent and that part of the Christian calendar that is calculated this way, which is really interesting because okay. every other Christian holiday is pretty set. So the, it's specifically calculated. Easter is the first Sunday after the first full moon that, that occurs after the spring equinox. <laughs> it sounds needlessly complicated, but that's what it is. So mm-hmm. the first equinox of the year um, after New Year is generally, <laughs> uh, is generally uh, changes each year generally. And specifically because of the lunar cycle as well, that's why it changes because it doesn't quite fit into the rest of how our year fits. And that's why yeah. Easter vacillates from like late March to May. 
um, because sometimes your full moon happens the night before the equinox, which means you have to wait a whole lunar cycle for mm. Easter to happen. Um, I want to read out Death Wombat's comment in chat, even though we try yeah, to ignore it, because it's very funny. <laughs> sometimes we have to. It's, it's, the Pope it's sees his shadow, and that's why Easter happens in March sometimes. <sighs> yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> the Pope lives in the sun. The, the Pope exits the Pope mobile, sees his shadow, and, and is like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Jump back in the car. Uh, the Pope mobile is such a funny. It's so oh, funny. Man. Uh, um, but if we're talking about like. Lent and Easter as a whole, there's a lot mm-hmm. of actually interesting holidays associated with it, including Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is actually t- t- part of the pre-Lent um, holiday base. Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. It's the day you'd eat all your uh, hearty food before mm. going into the 40-day fast that is Lent. Um, so, sh- oh. so sh- yeah, so Mardi Gras is that. It overlaps with um, Shrove Tuesday is also what it's called. So that's Pancake Day in the UK. We Some people call it Shrove Tuesday. Lots of different names. Um, so it's a day hmm. that you eat food. And then mm. afterward, Ash Wednesday, you get um, a cross on your forehead uh, made of the palm leaves from the previous year's Palm Sunday. And then you okay. are supposed to give something up or fast and then not eat meat on, not eat red meat or meat in general on uh, Fridays. At least that's how I've Yeah. Okay. Um, some people don't meet, eat meat at all during that time frame, but generally um, cultural depends on the cultural practice, but at least in my yeah. family it was uh, fish on Fridays if we're eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was enforced at my school's cafeteria, so it would only be fish-based meats on Fridays during Lent. Mm. And Lent lasts okay. for 40 days, and then uh, Holy Week happens, and then Easter happens. And then, uh, how many days after that? And then 50 days after Easter Sunday, Pentecost happens, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the day that the Holy Spirit comes down to the apostles, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It's relevant, I think, because there is a sacrament in the Catholic Church relating to it. And I think you could put that into a coming of age day for a certain, any kind of religion, if you want to steal that kind of stuff. Because I think it is, as as I've said a few times, uh, stealing from the Catholic Church is valid. (laughs) Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Look, the only, is- only the good stuff, if you yeah. relatively can call it that. I'm just going to put that out there. There's a, there's a phrase that's like, you know, the Catholic Church has done a lot of atrocities, but it went off with the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> the aesthetic is good, which is why that one year at the Met where they refu- where only like five people, a handful of people did the aesthetic was so disappointing. <laughs> just how dare they? How dare they? <laughs> Carla, oh, I think Car- Carla Delevingne was like a confessional box and I was like perfect that's what you gotta do I think like because there are there are existing holidays within the D&D in the D&D setting yeah already right I wanna There's a few of them I'd like to make some more yes you should <laughs> keep for that okay <clears throat> Um, I haven't really thought more about what we could insert, but well, um, what do we, what kind of holiday do we want to do? We don't have it to be a religious one, a national one, a cultural one, because I think that's the place to start with. Like, well, who's I guess like it? easily for, often yeah. there would be ones to celebrate some big event, 
right? Yeah. So like there's, we know there's like things to celebrate, sort of independence, survival stuff. Yeah. Um, so that kind of just goes without say, saying. Um, True, but, yeah. And I'm assuming they would have like kind of the seasonal ones mm. as well. Um, perhaps in places where agriculture is a primary industry, you would have a lot of harvest and sowing the fields based yeah holidays i was about to say holibrations holibration holibration welcome to the holibration um (laughs) yeah and i suppose that's what i'm very interested in uh like self-declared holidays like like a like a mother like a fantasy mother's day yeah, so either like okay, so we we acknowledge that there are a lot of holidays that exist um for okay. like what I'm gonna call the hallmark reasons. Yep. Um and then maybe in in situations in a role play setting where a region is some sort of dictatorship kind of rule, like mm-hmm. Lord royalty sort of thing they could create holidays that celebrate themselves too mm. like the queen's birthday kind of thing but yep. more outlandish i think mm-hmm. they would be really interesting um in that setting but i don't know what they would be in japan there's um mm. i again this is just because i've been there a few times i have friends there but the the two holidays where where people give chocolates but to like everybody so a friend of mine works in a company which is predominantly men and there is there's a day where Mm. she receives heaps of chocolates from like everybody she works with and then there's another day where she has to give them out again so Um, like like how at school you have to bring enough cakes for everyone yeah there's a particular yeah because i suppose uh because i sort of made a very very small um what you might call it taxonomy and like good examples of like holidays from other fiction it sort of sounds like um are any of you did either of you guys watch star wars rebels when it was airing at all no uh, no actually so in star wars rebels they have a day called empire day which is uh celebrates the day that the empire started and technically establishes the main character of that show as being only three days older than luke and leia which is wild to me <laughs> Um, oh. But they treat it as like this, you know, celebration of the empire. And there's like this um, uh, major key version of the imperial march being played as the um, as the em- empire's national anthem, <laughs> which is very funny. This is happy now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's you know, it's like they're enforcing this positivity on this population because it's one of those things which. Um, you know, holidays are about controlling your populace, be it like you're controlling their time. You're saying you are allowed to break the rules on a certain day. You're allowed to follow yeah. these specific rules on a certain day. Like, yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. It's, you know, like that's part of the reason we do holidays, part of it. Yeah. Like obviously there's other things that are like, you know, technically a birthday is a holiday and no one's yeah. forcing you to do anything on those yeah. days. But we celebrate them because time is moving forward. They're very liminal and interesting i think there is a holiday in japan that is supposed to um encourage people to just rest and not work like it's specifically for that Hmm. but that i've just looked it up to remind myself um that valentine's day is the day where women give chocolates to men that she likes as well as to others with no romantic interest so often it's uh friends work colleagues that kind of Hmm. thing and then white day is the day where that's 
reversed. But there are two types of chocolate that women give. Um, so one is giri choco, and that um, is giri means obligation. So they're obligation okay. chocolate. So they're the, they're what you give your work colleagues and stuff. Like Here's that. your chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then homemade chocos are the ones that you give to people that you're actually romantically interested in or already in a relationship with. Mm. And they're actually so the the obligation chocolate is usually like just cheaper, like just commercially, yeah. you know, whatever. And then the you buy the nicer chocolate for the people you care about, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. it's um it's a lot of chocolate. Yeah. To, uh, that you and they're a month apart, so I think. It's, I think White Day is like a month after Valentine's Day. So, yes, yes, it is. Um, hmm. So, like, could we have anything big enough in a D&D setting that someone's just like, let's make a holiday because I want to sell more pies? Or <laughs> You definitely could. Like, it's, it's so much of it's about marketing, right? Like, yes. you know, like our idea of Santa Claus is so heavily influenced, not created whole cloth, obviously, but influenced by Coca-Cola because yeah. mm-hmm. um, it comes from previous traditions, obviously. Um, so is there a possibility? I think there is possibilities for that to exist. It, it does depend, I guess, on the kind of world your fantasy is mm. in, like how industrialized it is, because that's, I think, a huge part of it. Or yeah, how, and how pervasive magic is, right? Because if mm-hmm. everyone has access to magic, it means that you can get things to people faster and make more things, and you can build this hyper-consumerist yeah. culture like we have uh, <laughs> very quickly, and you can do those parallels. Because um, I'm, I'm thinking of like Hogswatch and Discworld, um, where like you've you got a whole book about how Christmas, the, the equivalent of that, works in that world. And also, like, some philosophy on all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, like, it's very, very much, like, part of that, part of the uh, thing with Discworld, obviously, is that it's a pastiche and uh, satire on the our world. So you've got these interesting things going on where you're, it might not necessarily be, like, naturally developed. It's just, like, oh, we're going to play with this thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Which you can do in your d okay. world because it's for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah course and i think that the idea if you're going with religious holidays in D, because mm. we know there are so many gods yeah what if <laughs> that is just absolutely abused like you, oh, you mean like somewhere... how many catholic saints there are <laughs> yeah like I was just, Saints Day. I gotta, it's, I'm not coming to work for the next four days because of oh, these they're... four holidays um there's a very there's a very funny post i can't remember if it was on twitter or tumblr i saw it but um it's like um if we make it so that way the government enforces all religions days to be days off with the power of a google calendar and friendship i believe you'll never have to work again (laughs) yep they could very easily just do it because there's always there's always at least like a minor religious holiday somewhere like Realist, yeah. like um, just past uh, February second is um, embolic or yeah, embolic or um, St. Bridget's Day, mm-hmm. which is um, huh. one of those holidays that was uh, taken from a local religion. Embolic being a mid uh, halfway between winter solstice and spring equinox, uh, and was oh, okay. a day dedicated to the Irish goddess Bridget, then becoming related to the Irish saint Bridget, who may or may not be oh. the same person. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like a saint's day and it's uh, somewhat relevant to me because I've got a lot of family connection to St. Bridget. <laughs> so I just I keep mean, half okay. an eye on it. On the flip side, I, d- I don't think that in most D&D settings that people get holiday time or yeah. like holiday penalties on their their wages. I, yeah. I feel like it'd just be like, sure, you can not come to work for the next two weeks, but you won't earn any money. Yeah. So, and also I you there's no workers' rights, so I'm just gonna replace you with uh mm, with maybe... this person who does not celebrate your yeah. holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, holidays in the India, it's got to be like, you know, it's got to be something that's sanctioned by either your religion or your government and that is big enough so that way you can actually celebrate them. Yes. Yes. Like they've got to be organized, set religions or it's a community that understands that this is a day where we do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you know, you couldn't be keeping a private holiday if you maybe move from one place to another and maybe your specific God is not worshipped very widely in the town you've Mm -hmm. moved to. Um, yeah. It could be interesting with like festivals and stuff too. Like, so mm-hmm. they would be like actual events yeah. um, in celebration, probably be, mm, and probably something that the community like builds up to because those things take work. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, especially if you know well, there's going to be a festival for the harvest. We've got to make sure we have everything ready to go uh, by this date, so we can get it on the cart ready to go for the next day. So it's in town, and we don't have to worry about. Don't yeah. have to like it's very much a way of cons- of constructing people's time if you're going that deep into it. Yeah. It's, it takes suppose... a, it's a lot of resources mm. as well in celebrating yeah. holidays and holding festivals in towns. And I think you would probably find in smaller villages that might be more difficult. Mm. Um, oh, incredibly, because you can't really just take a day off and go, we no. won't starve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it might be something that is like you work in the day and then you celebrate at night mm. or like if in the morning you get a special breakfast and then you go to work. Like yeah. you, <laughs> you get an back. extra extra piece of bread today. Or <laughs> this, the today, today is a special day when your bread can have cinnamon in it. That is yeah. it. That's the only thing that's different about today. But yeah. it's different. But it's that differentiation that makes it special, which mm. I think is I guess, part of like how you divide up your time and yeah. all that stuff. But uh, there and it is. I, I imagine like the nobility just having a lot of frivolity though, mm. like in celebrating yeah. the same. So the holidays are celebrated differently based on class. Yeah, and, totally. Like they would come up with the weird, ooh, what I imagine there'd be settings where. Perhaps it's a deeply spiritual or uh, tradition-based celebration that the your average villager has grown up with. It's like long-standing tradition, and then you have nobility that are like, "What? Is, what are they doing over there?" And then they like <laughs> they they basically appropriate it. Yeah, they gentrify it to hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. Like, I, I feel like. To a point, that does happen. Like, there's yeah. definitely, like, small festivals that get like that. Um, I think that actually has technically happened to Boxing Day because Boxing Day used to be the day where the servants would get the day off uh-huh. and would, okay. like, get to relax. And um, it's also loosely based on, like, Saturnalia from uh, ancient Rome, which is the day where this, things would switch. It was one of those um, days where you were allowed to transgress against public things, like 
it was very much like a full April Fool's kind of day where you oh, okay. do things a little bit differently. Um, you get, you could, you are allowed to like break social norms is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But nowadays boxing day is sale, 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 yeah. <laughs> especially in Australia. I feel like that's sort of what Black Friday has also become in America as well. Yeah, it's, because oh, it, it's just a death sentence to some people too. Boxing Day crazy. is not a public holiday in the states, is it? No, America no. does not have a Boxing Day. Yeah, but we do. Yeah, it's a very British Commonwealth thing, I think. Mm. Um, but but you but you but it means you get those cheap Christmas gifts that no one bought for <laughs> possibly good reasons. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, and yeah, I think something like that would be an interesting thing to play with. Like, I so much of these things though this means you have to have a lot of established history. I feel like, and that's mm. like the hard part of like making it feel real. You've got to have yeah. established traditions, and people have different traditions and different families, and that's yeah. the hard bit of that generating that verisimilitude for people playing these kinds of games because it because you can just have it be a festival and it's fine because festivals yeah. happen. Mm. But if you're trying to add like like something like Boxing Day, which has such a weird long history. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's, it can, I think it can be done really well. You've just got to like go into it really hard. You've got to go into it hard. Yeah. As I yes. find um, like with, with world books, campaign books and stuff like stuff people have written, you can go quite in depth with the history of a thing, but it, it doesn't always, you don't always get the opportunity to communicate that in a in the play situation unless you demand your players sit there for an hour and listen to you uh recite (laughs) the history of um toast day in (laughs) toast Toast day the day the one day we're allowed to put put the bread back in the fire (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm so blessed this day Uh, crusty bread and it's not off yeah um (laughs) We get a little bit of extra firewood or coals just just for the, that's the gift. The the toast saint gifts us coals so that we may double bake our bread. So I think that's, that's actually really fun, like flipping um, what we consider like the bad gift to being the good gift. Like coal functionally is our good gift yeah. because it means, especially in a like fantasy world where you don't really have electricity that's as pervasive as it is here. Yes. It's, in the here and now like it's a good gift True. <laughs> a rotten potato might actually be like flowering that, or something ready yeah. to go because yeah. potatoes are such a they have gifted us food. the seed of a potato they've given so you something crack- have a bountiful potato plant i'm gonna plant that potato into our world <laughs> Oh, well, that's a, like, okay, so throw back to another podcast episode where we uh, created the theme park Dirt World in a D&D setting. You could have, we could have special event days at Dirt World. What, like might, a Disneyland? Yeah, they become <laughs> holiday. Dirt World, Dirt, dirt Worldification of, of Christmas. <laughs> this is a, this is weed day at Dirt World. Everyone gets to go <laughs> pick up the weeds. <laughs> It's an environmental day. You get a you get a weed to take. I mean, plant to take her. It's a free pickings. You just get free, access and you get to plant. pick up some uh, wonderful merchandise of plants yeah. from uh, from their world. Maybe one area of dirt world is just like composting stuff, and it's 
like it's just been a garbage dump and you're like pot pot luck lucky dip dirt just dig see what you find you can yeah, fill it's... a bucket you get <laughs> Tre- treasure you dirt. guys are making so many unintentional drug references <laughs> unintentional what references drug. oh drug <laughs> references <laughs> <laughs> Or intentional. Um, yeah. The biggest thing of all, Dirt World. Dirt World. Drug cover? Dirt World is everything. I mean, how are they going to find the drugs at Dirt World? It's Dirt World. It's, uh, it's in the dirt. <laughs> I'm calm now. We can keep going. Peace on Earth. Oh, I, I do like the idea of the culture of Dirt World just consuming a whole town of and neighboring oh, towns and villages and, and like just... re- and repackaging their like genuine beliefs into this weird yeah this weird fake existence so have have either of you watched the documentary about action park i have not so, i can't say so it's a theme park that existed in the states for a long time it was extremely dangerous cuz um dangerous yeah, none of the it existed for I don't know. There's a whole oh, there's a documentary wait. and there's a YouTube series about it. So like, um, one example. So the the guy, the guy who built it, it was originally a ski resort and he wanted something to do in the summer. So he just had this idea for a, a theme park where it's um, ill-advisedly his his motto was like no rules. Just, I want the freedom of the oh, fun you had. Okay. Just like I think I actually have running around. Yes. Yeah. So there's one. This this I think six people had died over the number of years that existed for various reasons. Um, a lot of stuff is dangerous. A lot of um, yeah. The, the documentary is called Class Action Park. Um, OSHA violation of the park. Yeah. So one of the rides they describe in it is Oof. like he he was like. This I want this ride that's just one big loop. It's a water slide. So what? Um, yeah. Uh-oh. So he would like. So it's like really long, and then there's a loop, and then it comes out, and you're about like I think six or ten feet in the air, and you land in water. But the the guy um, who had all the investors come in and ran the part, he would often come and change a lot of the plans for the ride because oh, no. he wanted them. I think a lot of people who designed the rides weren't actually. Uh, engineers engineers or anything so so this so they they would often create the rides just by testing how they went they would like give all the all the people working there were like teenagers it was like a rite of passage sort of thing it was in new jersey so they'd be like go on this ride and we'll just see what happens so this ride that was a big tube and a, a loop they sent some kids down and it's completely enclosed so it's dark you go down um you get a lot of acceleration and then you sort of like are in the air as you come around the loop and land again so the first kids that went through kind of came out with bloodied faces and they'd lost teeth the mm, second and through came out and they had scratches all over their body and they couldn't figure out why and they opened up the ride oh no oh no there were teeth from no. the first kids embedded in the ride that the second year ah. was getting scratched. Ah. That's Deeply so upsetting. Bad. Anyway, <laughs> the reason I bring that up oh. is because I imagine Dirt World is like maybe not that well, it could be that dangerous. But the the idea with the with the kids working there was that they had all this weird freedom, 
like they it it just became a thing a lot of teenagers experienced in working there yeah and they would have wild parties and stuff like that so I feel like that could be a dirt it just becomes so embedded in the livelihoods of the people living around it culture of it just becomes yeah 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 I think I found the city I want to put it in too so (laughs) the teeth slide no well maybe Uh, maybe dirt world just has a tooth slide just like um, across the street it's just remnant (laughs) park every time you say tooth slide i'm reminded of my own trauma when it comes to slides in my teeth oh i'm so sorry no you want to hear the story because it's one i tell all the time yes okay Okay. so i was at um people who are from perth might know this place uh there's a place in midland called that was called fun zone it was like one of those indoor playground things mm-hmm. um, where you would have birthdays. Um, I went there for a friend's eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like when you're a kid, you're just there to hang out with your friends that you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we there's one very there was one very long black dark slide that was like at the very top that you could go all the way down and then just start the whole climbing thing again. And um, I went, wanted to go in directly after my friend who had gone down the slide, but this kid went in between us. So I went in directly after him. Um, and when he, he didn't get out of the way out of the uh, slide fast enough, so I hit the back of his head with my face. Ooh. And I got a, a um, my gum split. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't fun for me. Um, and the bruise traveled up my face. Ooh. <laughs> Um, just... And then, the, yeah, so it traveled up my face and we had to retake school photos. So mom had to put like makeup on me to make it look like I was oh, a beat up. I'm sorry I brought up teeth <laughs> no, It's fine. It's fine. It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay. Yeah, how is I, he? Um, I don't know. I didn't know the kid who I, uh, okay. he just like had his hand to the back of his head. I remember this and then walked away. He might've maybe had a cut, but I was pretty bad. I couldn't have like anything Ooh. acidic cause it was like winter. I couldn't have tomato soup for the whole time cause my mouth was sealing uh... up. Um, I'm better now. My teeth have not been as traumatic since besides getting braces and those yeah. I only had for a year, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but the the funny thing is, the next time I went there and went up to that slide because I was now scared of it, there was an attendant sitting, standing at that slide to make sure kids went down like the yeah. space in between. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, the the weird wack- the weird wacky world of uh, early two thousands person. Yes, <laughs> I mean, and I think that's like a thing with. I know this podcast isn't about Action Park, but that is if you watch the documentary or any of the stuff on YouTube about it is um, because it was just teenagers training teenagers mm. to attend the rides if there was anyone attending the rides at all they would like one of the stories is that they're just like go 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 like they didn't actually watch or care or anything yeah, none so, of them had their, their own certificate of swimming <laughs> no 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 um yeah where did I go? Oh, yes, we got that here because of holidays, holidays related to commercial commercial ventures. Look, I'm sure if you're doing, like, a park thing then, you'd have the day that it was founded as, like, a special day. Yes. That would and be I an think, important And I think, like, I feel like somewhere like Dirt World would maybe um, celebrate, like, 
something bad that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love a macabre holiday. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. So the Guy Fawkes Day of 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 uh, carnivals. Def- oh, definitely. Oh, and then they they like um create things like like dirt, dirt men and stuff. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like sand castles and snowmen, but out of dirt. Oh, yes. You, you, they got to sell mud pies as both food and... Uh, yes. Because I'm going oh, Just... to... I don't know if I should do this because I think I will give away... Should I, can, should I talk about Eggmen? I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't know if Dustin remembers. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is this, is this Strahd? No. Okay. So, okay, because, I do have a memory of this. Because, like, in, in countries with a lot of snow, they make snowmen, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in Australia, we don't have snow. No. Most of no, you do not. Yeah. So, um, traditionally, we, we make um, something similar to snowmen, but out of sand at the beach. Um, I mean, places without a beach, there's some sort of like body of water thing anyway. Um, and originally the eyes were made, uh, with like, cause you know, with snowmen, they use like a carrot for the nose and I don't know what buttons for the eyes. I don't know what you do. Um, but, uh, they used eggs for the eyes. So they're called egg men. I remember Unless- you showed me a picture of one you made. Well, I hadn't made it. I just had to find that one online because I don't, I don't go to the beach much. And then um, Platter revealed that in Western Australia, they're actually called eggles, which I think is weird. It's also potato. It's potato scallop, not potato cake. Um, <laughs> I guess they have all they have different names for everything. WA lexicon is developed a very specific way because we are so far away from the rest of the country. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. We, look, we call it polony. You guys call it Devon meat for whatever reason. So it's what? fine. Well, I didn't grow up with Devon meat, so I wasn't aware of, Devin meat? of this. Yeah, Google Devon Devon ham slices or something, or is it Devon meat? I think it's Devon meat. Yeah. Poloni? Poloni. So Isn't it P- just baloney? Yeah, it's got a face. It's like clown clown. What do you meat. mean it has a face? <laughs> oh, it has a face. Huh? Did you just see the face? Oh gosh, why does it have a face? Uh. <laughs> Oh no! Because uh, it just does. I, I'm seeing more without faces. Luckily, I guess not all Devon has a face, but it's the, That's the one. Great. The one that has a face is is Devon. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's it's what uh, parents give to their children to shut them up while they're in the shops. That is what it is. That's what it's for. <laughs> not all Devon has a face. But all face meat is a uh, Devon. <laughs> I guess. Hell, what I, I the feel like a good good twenty percent of this podcast is is teaching just an Australian fact. Gosh, you gotta learn. <laughs> Why is it called polony though? Because in America it's baloney. <laughs> What's the I difference? Don't know. Bologna uh, and tomato sauce on buttered white bread is a key after-school snack. Yep, so, I never is. had I, that. Yep. It, for me, it was bologna and mustard, but mustard's like not so much of a thing here, comparatively. Really? 
Not really. I just love how stingy it is. Yeah. It's like, basically I'll, I'll just chemicals. Mm. Huh? Like, I'll have it, but it's we'll just like categorically. Tomato sauce here. Yeah, tomato sauce, which isn't ketchup. It's a very different thing. Different yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the, when I was little, I would have white bread sandwiches with strawberry jam and then just a craft single cheese slice, which is that plastic cheese. Yep. And just eat that and I loved it, which is like the kids' version quince paste and nice cheese on a, on a sourdough. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know the dumb creation I made as a child? Sure. Oh, no. Nutella okay. and Vegemite sandwiches. Oh, why? I was a very strange child, that's why. I don't that's know why so I like it. I just I like the contrast. I think that's why. Oh. I didn't do it for long because my parents caught me at it and they were like, what are you doing? I do love a salty sweet like thing, like like salty sweet popcorn. I love. What did you put with the, with the, with the, with the, 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 the what was it again? Nutella. And Vegemite. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Look, it means I was prepared for when Cadbury came out with the Vegemite and the Vegemite chocolate, all right? It means I was prepared. Actually, I have... I mean, preparation work. for a disaster is still <laughs> not a good thing. I used to work for a cookie company, and as a April Fool's thing, we said that one of our flavors was going to have a Vegemite buttercream, so we made it. And it was actually really good. It was like a salted caramel yeah. um, flavor. That could but, be good, but yeah. Um, and then we did we did <clears throat> actually make it for an event once, um, but it was a hard sell. <laughs> I had to. We sold them all, but I had to convince people. I was like, <laughs> try it first, and then yeah, you'll we see had what like I mean, we had like fifty flavors available. It was it was just like a turn up for two hours. You can get flavors we wouldn't normally make because oh okay, they're not they're not financially viable or they're hard to ship. Um, but it's just like a, a sale day. And so that was one of the flavors that we had. That's um, cool. Yeah. I should send you some pictures of it and stuff, but um, we've gone way off topic. Uh, we can make a holiday out of this. Uh, weird yes. sandwich day. That's a holiday. Weird sandwich, weird sandwich day. day. Yes. But we Shove it by between our- bread. I feel like it would that holiday would be made by parents who were just trying to get their kids to accept that we're eating whatever we have left. Yeah. Like, like we last day of the month, your longest, your paychecks is coming back in tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the it's the the scrap day. Maybe it's a monthly thing. Mm. Weird sandwich day is a monthly a monthly celebration. A monthly holiday. <laughs> monthly holiday. Maybe there's a weird soup day. Weird mm. sandwich day. Weird casserole day. <laughs> Combination casserole day. <laughs> Leftovers eat. <laughs> Isn't that just the day you make the food? <laughs> that's just uh, dinner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But you're constructing it from like it's like every day would be leftovers eve except the day you use all of your leftovers at once true and then it's just the day yeah celebrate the day we forgot to go to the shops and had to oh anchovy and peanut no that's awful i cannot i can't i can sort of see how you can make it good but it's not a good and i don't like anchovies actually that's a lie i like Uh... fried anchovies um, 
which is like have it a lot like it's an asian thing with like noodles okay. it's really nice crispy it has crispy a nice texture fishy yeah not too fishy it's not like a like a brined or marinated anchovy it's okay. not as fishy just it's, why I it's like the fish it. itself not like yeah. processed and but okay. i cannot i can't pass a wet anchovy on peanut butter in a sandwich that doesn't I did that actually came from death combat in chat by the way long, i don't yeah, yeah, was, yeah that wasn't just an idea that he decided to have this is a human generations of nerds <laughs> that, that to afraid was like, to really he get want, down he liked to the serious cheese business. or he liked grilling no longer and i can't remember if it was technically you adding peanut butter and jelly to cheese with the skills knowledge and bravery to tackle the biggest questions Peanut jelly. All three, and then you grill it like a grilled cheese. So a grilled charcuterie board. That's what that sounds like. Peanut butter, jam, cheese. Have you eaten yeah. this? <laughs> I have not. I, it's just he talked about it. And I, I can imagine I it working. It, but... I can imagine it working because it's one of those flavors. <clears throat> you might have to choose your works. jams and your cheeses very yeah. delicately. Apricot, an apricot and like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cottage cheese type thing. That would work really well, I think. Yeah, like a nice creamier mix than just like a blue American cheese. American like... Cheese Whiz <laughs> with like... Bad. Dude, American Cheese Whiz is its own great <laughs> substance. I won't okay. call it cheese. I, but... I bought this aerosol cheese for dogs, which my dog hates, wouldn't eat it. But I bought it because I was like, oh, I could put it in the like, there's like, toys you can get where you put treats in them and you kind of it helps to block the hole with peanut butter but i'm allergic to peanuts so i thought i'll get this weird cheese stuff um because the idea is they lick it all out and then they get all these treats um and it was really weird and gross but i'm i'm so sure it was exactly the same as the stuff that humans eat oh probably though it's just (laughs) salt in a can yeah it, I'm oh enjoying this very legitimate pleasant. holiday about uh, weird foods that we're yeah. making. This is the, this is what Just we're doing, right? Because shocking food day. Like, <laughs> a lot of I think a lot of stories from parents and superstitions and things like that. I feel like originally there are a group of them that come from parents trying to affect the way their child behaved. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. A lot it's of the Christmas like ones control, are like right? if you're a naughty kid something that's gonna eat you um so, you know it's a cool thing to say to your children but you know. yeah um so i i feel like this food some sort of weird food holidays would exist hmm. if if you are hmm. like the commoner class some of the most impoverished people in this world and your kid doesn't want to eat cabbage soup you, you gotta make it fun you, you, you gotta, make you gotta fun. figure out a way yeah yeah. Cut little shapes out of the cabbage and say it's mm. like, heck yeah, cabbage animal day. You know they want to eat hot dogs. Give them that you know hot dog slicer that slices it into an octopus. <laughs> it's not weird at all. I I I, I, I feel like that's coming from somewhere, Dustin. It's very <laughs> specific to you. No, it's not just me. You can Google this shit, and no, it's all. No, I know over it's a real thing, but I, I, this, I feel like you have a particular issue with it. Well, you do that. You cut it into a little octopus, and you put it in the microwave, and it just kind of goes. Yeah, isn't that cute and fun for kids to? Mm, not to me. <laughs> 
They look awful. I I think the thing that we are all forgetting is that children like the weirdest shit. Yeah. Right? Kids love dinosaurs. Kids kids like sharks. They like Mm -hmm. things that can consume them because it's cool. So do you think that means there's bread that looks like beholders and Oh, definitely. I hope so. Just a roll and they stick like pieces of a carrot in the heads of it and... It's like, here's the food, ah, beholder bread. Shoving <laughs> random vegetables in the head of it. <laughs> eat your beholder. No, you got to eat all, got to eat all the tentacles of the beholder bread. Or you don't get to eat the middle. Oh, gosh. Or the, or the kids have to share it. Oh, I want the carrot tentacle. No, you had that last time. You get the broccoli <laughs> one this time. You've you also got to, if, especially if these are like those smaller working class families, you got to think that a lot of them are farming stock, which means mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids to feed as well. So it's got to be practical enough yeah. for like to be able to feed like up to as many as like 14 kids, which is yeah, like, imagine <laughs> mum's making a loaf of bread for the kids and she's just like, what do I have? What, what fruit is at the bottom of this barrel? Well, what vegetables are at the bottom of this barrel? Okay, they're getting chopped in sticks and shoved into this bread. Mm. Yeah, what, what's good, yeah, yeah, what's good enough that I can't preserve it somehow? Yeah, we and need what, to what use can it I up. use for this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wait another day, we got to feed it to the pigs, and I, I, I've got kids to feed. And I got, I got kids, man. Can't do that. <laughs> I got so many kids. I got so pig, many kids. So many kids. So many kids, and we can't get rid of this pig yet because we've got more. We got because we got to sell it, and then we'll get more money so we can buy more things. Yeah, tis the circle. I should have got ducks. Should have got ducks. Should have got ducks. Ducks lay eggs. Don't need to sell them. Just have it. Mm. And then when they Welcome stop laying duck. eggs, you've got a lovely little. You've got a lovely little roast. It's perfect. No and you just name it after the happy. holiday that you think. Is gonna uh, be connected to because that's what we actually do in my family. My grandparents raise um, cows, and mm. historically, we've named them after the holiday they're going to be butchered for. Oh, <laughs> because we're morbid, so we've named them Chris- Christmas and Easter and stuff. I kind of love that in a because I'm weird, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a way to do it that isn't quite as bad as giving them a human name because that's yeah. when it gets a little bit upsetting. <laughs> We, we're, we're eating, you name them off the food, you name them off the holidays. Bill today. Would, um, you yum, like, yum, yum, yum. would you like some Bill leg? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parent, my, my dad have neighbors that raised rabbits for food, specifically only for food. And Did they name them yes, human names? Yes, they named them that for days of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Full <Full-circle>. circle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we've come around again, so it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> Run. <laughs> um, this has been lovely. Thank you so much, Book of Matt, for joining it's us. All right. Um, would you Would you like to tell people to do something for yeah. you? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm all over social media as Book of Mac or on Twitter as The Book of Mac. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. It's a bad website. Um, I've... <laughs> Um, uh, I'm also a member of a choir called Rhythmos. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook as Rhythmos Choir. Uh, if you want to keep up with the music-y things I do, uh, we'll probably be having a concert in Perth about mid-year. We've got a YouTube page as well if you want to see some backlogs. I got a solo in one of them. 
uh yeah wonderful thank you thank you thank you so much um and this is to the people listening knowing that you have enjoyed this episode more than we have we would love and appreciate if you could perhaps tell all the cool people you know that we're also very cool and smart and funny um, and perhaps that they should follow us where all good podcasts are found. You can also find us recording live, world building and playing tabletop RPGs at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this. Um, and soon we will be launching a sister podcast called Unrolled Stories where we release some of those live plays as podcast episodes. Um, on Thursdays at 8pm we are on the Twitch channel playing with book of mac and antipodean squid sense on to and creative mrs d um, a campaign called hers of strad which is so much fun and i can't wait for to see where else they take us on the journey because i i definitely can't predict where they're gonna go and i should just stop planning um <laughs> but thank you so much um, maybe, um, maybe they'll find some ducks. I don't know. Goodbye. Farewell.